Ben, and we are back at it with another pod. Today we are going to be wrapping up our divisional preview. We're going NFC East, NFC West, doing two divisions for you guys today. But first of all, Ben, how are you tonight, man? I'm doing just fine. Um, Lake weekend is upon us. We're recording here on September 3rd, Thursday night. Right now it's 8.16 Central Time. This time tomorrow, I'm going to be at the lake. So Hell yeah. yeah. It's going to be nice. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, the last weekend without football, uh, we're all very, very excited. I know you guys out there are excited. We're excited here on the pod. And let's just go in, and we're going to go ahead and get started with some news. Um, all sorts of news has happened in the last couple of days uh, since we last re- uh, recorded for you guys. And Ben has a look of shock on his face as we speak right now. Care to elaborate on that, Ben? Well, no, I had a, I had just had a tab open for the Celtics and Raptors score. And it was like 103-101 Celtics with zeros on the clock. And all of a sudden it updated, and the Raptors have 104 now like i was just kind of keeping tabs on this oh man did i did i just miss like a game winner greatest buzzer beater what anyways we'll on, we'll, on with the show we'll have that next time for sure um but like i was saying we have uh, a ton of good football news that we've uh has happened in the last couple days so we're gonna go kick into some of it uh there's been some big time cuts um we expect a lot of those coming over this uh, Labor Day weekend as teams are um, required to have their 53-man roster um, by September 5th. So just a couple more uh, days left on that. And uh, one of the big names uh, that was cut early um, was former Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette, who has recently uh, been picked up. He did clear waivers, but was then picked up immediately by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to join uh, Ronald Jones, uh, Shady McCoy, and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn in the backfield there. Uh, ben, what's your thoughts on Leonard going to the Bucks? Well, first of all, I have him in Dynasty, and I wake up, um, what was it? Was it Tuesday morning, I believe? I, yes, I think so. Tuesday morning, and I woke up at like 9 a.m., and all of a sudden, just my Dynasty team was in shambles. Didn't like that aspect of it. Not good. He clears. I would have preferred him to get claimed because that means that one team really put in a priority for it. But he goes to the Bucks. Um, he goes to a like kind of a crowded backfield already. You got Ronald Jones there, who you know Bruce Arians says is their guy, his guy. Um, and so it's hard to believe anything that Bruce Arians says though, because he says like Gronk is. Like five years ago, Gronk, every every single player on the team is the best shape of their life. I don't oh, know yeah. what to make of it. I don't know what his role will be. Maybe, coach maybe speak. like goal line. Yeah, definitely coach speak. Um, but yeah, I just don't know what role he's going to have. It's gonna it's gonna be one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, that is a very heavy backfield. I think the odd man out this year is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, it seemed like they have roles in place for Shady and, of course, Ronald Jones um, being the number one there, according to uh, Bruce Arians. Uh, I think, you know, Leonard Fournette will get some opportunities. Um, I think he's not obviously going to be splitting carries, and I think uh, Ronald Jones is going to get the majority of them. It, it's going to be a situation that we're going to need to keep an eye on. 
um, with some other cuts that we uh, were able to uh, learn about um, just today and uh, yesterday, we'll go ahead and talk about a team that was interested in Leonard Fournette uh, before he signed with Tampa Bay. We're going to go to the New England Patriots, who released wide receiver Mohamed Sanu yesterday, uh, coming as a bit of a surprise as the wide receiver depth over there did not seem to be very good. We didn't know where, you know, Nikhil Harry was. We didn't know if he was even above Mohamed Sanu on the depth chart. Uh, apparently he is. Um, but we, uh, but Mohamed Sanu is now a free agent. Ben, what are your thoughts on uh, Mohamed Sanu being cut by the Patriots? What a bummer. They could have had Emmanuel Sanders last year for um, less, right? Didn't the, uh, yes. the 49ers trade a third for Emmanuel Sanders? They did, yep. Oh, boy. Um, you know, a proven, uh, really a number one wide receiver that, that he became in uh, San Francisco. Instead, you know, they traded for Mohamed Sanu, who was pretty good in Atlanta. Um, he filled a certain role that um, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. And so I guess when he went to New England, he had to have been hurt because he was not able to sync up with Tom Brady at all. And so, you know, the fact that he got cut at this point, though, he's got to be held. I would assume he's healthy from last season. It almost makes me think he's washed. You know, there there's a chance um... – it's kind of strange, you know. You kind of, you saw a lot of videos with him working out with Cam and Julian Edelman, and you think that the chemistry would be building. Um, and I've always thought very highly of Mohamed Sanu. I loved him while he was here in Atlanta. I do think that the Falcons very clearly fleeced the Patriots with this pick. The guy only um, had 26 catches um, for New England in his short time that he was there. Um, was not healthy last year. Maybe he's having some uh, problems coming back, um, but I still think he's a very talented uh, receiver, great hands, good route runner. Um, I think a surprise team that he might uh, be end up going to would be a team that we're going to get into a little bit later, um, the San Francisco 49ers, who are hurting at wide receiver at this point, and then he could reunite with Kyle Shanahan where he had his uh, highest amount of success. Uh, I could definitely see that as a place where he goes. And there's a lot of people who uh, are thinking that maybe Atlanta will bring him back and reunite him um, with the organization. And while I don't necessarily hate that, I think that the wide receiver room is pretty crowded in Atlanta. And I think guys like Russell Gage and Alameda Zacchaeus and maybe even Laquan Treadwell um, will keep them from bringing Sanu back. Um, Another... um, cut that was just a couple hours ago um the cowboys um, have released veteran safety haha clinton Dix um in the secondary that was had some questions already so uh we're also going to be talking about the cowboys today uh but ben what are your thoughts on haha getting cut um just a couple hours ago what the hell is going on it's this weird is a team that lost byron jones i don't get it like he's 27 He's been pretty good, maybe not quite as good as like some of the hype occasionally, but I don't get like, is this, is this like bad locker room? Like what, what's going on here? I don't even understand it. What if it's Earl Thomas? What if that's like, what's happening right now? What if the reason that they got rid of Haha was to bring in Earl Thomas? But why couldn't they have both? Do they not have any cap room? Um, I'll have to double check the the Cowboys cap at the moment. Um, I don't 
well, I know they're struggling with getting Dak signed, obviously. Um, but maybe that's what, you know, what we're going to be seeing in the next couple of days. Maybe it's Earl Thomas coming in. Um, I think he, like, haha is a, you know, pretty decent safety. I don't think he's, like, obviously top tier, but I think he's average to above average. Um, I didn't think he'd be cut this late into camp, especially, like, a couple or, um, like, 10 days out from the Cowboys opener. Uh, so I think it's kind of a bit of a surprise move by the Cowboys. Um, but I think he'll land on his feet pretty quickly. Um, is there any other news or anything that you had on your mind, Ben? Um, no, I'm just still flummoxed by the Ha Ha Clinton Dix release. This is a team that, I mean, they would kill themselves for just average safety play. I don't, I feel like they've lost so much on their defense. I don't get it. It's not like, I don't, I don't get it at all. It is a little mind-boggling. I, I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, I'm the only my only thought is maybe it's Earl Thomas, maybe that's what's happening right now. They maybe. can't have them play together. You, you know, I don't know. We'll have, I will have to figure it out. I, I'm still kind of confused on this myself. We'll work. We'll keep you guys updated on this, um, and see what happens with Ha Ha and maybe what the reasoning was behind this release. But as of right he now, he was the nineteenth. 19th rated safety last year right and obviously that's very starting caliber uh maybe he maybe he lost a step or you know maybe it is locker he's room 27 i know he's 27 oh i'm i agree I, I know he's still young and he's still got probably a good chunk in him but maybe um he's been on a couple teams now already maybe it's maybe it's a locker room thing maybe you know like you were saying um uh, but i've always been a fan of him i liked him when he was in green bay uh I liked him coming out of college, but you know, it's kind of, it is a kind of a strange cut. They have 13 million in cap space. When you incorporate their top uh, 51, the Cowboys do. Yeah. So it couldn't have been a cap space thing. Although I think that might be excluding, I don't know what dead money was associated with. Um, ha ha Clinton Dix's release. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I don't see him. So that's, that's what they've updated the books to account for that. And so let me see what he signed. This is like, I'm, I don't know what's going on right now. We will figure this out on the pod right now. What's going on with haha Clinton. Oh, he only, he only signed for 4 million, 2.5 guaranteed. And so they freed up a million and a half. Yeah. That, it has to, that has to be another reason. Either he wasn't playing up to par or it has something to do with the locker room. That's no, a bad. That's, the, that's a bad sign, dude. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah, so that's gonna kind of we'll keep an eye out as to you know where he goes, and we're gonna be doing you know uh, previews for each game of this of the season this year. So we'll have some updates on Haha going forward, and all these other guys, Muhammad Sanu and everyone else who might be cut uh, this weekend. Nah, nah, I'm done with I'm done with Haha. I'm done. Uh, you just went on that big rant. Now you're done with him. Yeah, I'm done with him. He's uh, something's wrong. I don't get it. We'll figure it out. We will figure. Whenever it you out. blow, whenever you blow my mind, I'm done with it. Like I don't know. I can't even comprehend it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the division that the Cowboys are in. Uh, the team that you are no longer caring about because they cut Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Hold on. Hold on now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead. We're going to uh, kick this thing off. You guys know the drill. We are going to um, start at the bottom of the division, and we are going to go up to the top of the division. 
Uh, we're starting off with the NFC East here. Ben, who is finishing last in the NFC East? Hold on. Before we get into specifically the NFC East, I would just like to say it's kind of a uh, little teaser. My number one seed in the NFC is definitely in this pod. So just keep that right. in mind. Here we go. Who is it? So we're like, oh, Whoa. who is it? It could be like one of two team, maybe three. All right, anyways. So the NFC East. Let me let me pull up my little standings here. Let me pull up my standings. Let's see what uh, we got. The NFC East. I have the Washington football team finishing six and ten. Pretty big improvement there. Uh, you got Ron Rivera. You got some continuity. Year two for Dwayne Haskins. Year two for Terry McLaurin. Uh, you got the, the the entire 2014 through 2018 Bama defense. What's what, what's not to like? Well, there's there's many things not to like. <laughs> uh, you know, when you when outside of that, uh, outside of Terry McLaurin on that offense, their next next best receiver is Steven Sims undrafted Steven i would argue Sims. that that is going to be that it's antonio gibson but <laughs> you could yeah you could so six and ten i have the washington football team which i need to update their name in my spreadsheet absolutely uh, i'm i'm close with you on that uh i have them tying for last place in the division um i have them five and eleven um uh, so a little bit of, imp- of improvement as well. Um, I think the offense itself is just really going to ha- struggle uh, to start. Not, I do actually like Dwayne Haskins a little bit more than most people. Um, and I'll, I'll, I love Terry McLaurin and I think Antonio Gibson and maybe Bryce Love, if he makes the roster, um, would be a good punch after AP. I know AP is going to start, um, but... I think Antonio Gibson coming out of the backfield as a receiver and as a running back uh, is going to be big for them. But I don't, I don't think they have the pieces around um, Haskins to really um, compete. If they can are able, if teams are able to, you know, um, double McLaurin, um, I don't see a lot of other help on the field for Haskins. Um, but one thing I do really like about Haskins is people don't really rec- recognize how good he is with the football. He had the lowest turnover-worthy play rate of any rookie passer last year. Um, you wouldn't even think you wouldn't think that because you, all you think is you know you associate bad things with Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think he's going to be better. The um, team named him the um, starter this week. He had a little bit of competition. Um, with Kyle Allen and um, Alex Smith coming back um, competition that I didn't think was actually going to be a competition. There was never a competition. They had to, because of all the stuff that Alex Smith went through, it was never going to be Kyle Allen. Uh, that right. was also, that was also just a nod, you know, to Ron Rivera's, you know, former guy in, um, uh with the Panthers. So, you know, with all the stuff Alex Smith went through, you had to at least, you know, give him, somewhat of a shot like a like a like a representative shot can but we it was all never... just shout out alex smith real quick what a comeback absolutely. for him to even be doing what he's doing right now what absolutely what a great it's human a... being that's insane yeah if he even takes like a kneel like to end the game for you know if they're up whatever at the end of the game they just need to take a, a knee to finish it off if they put alex smith in there just honestly getting back on the field at what 36 
after the injury he went through and all the stuff that he went through. Um, but it was always Dwayne Haskins' job. Uh, it's kind of overblown people saying how trash he was last year. He wasn't that good, but he wasn't trash. Like, it wasn't just just full-blown He wasn't losing the games, you know? Like, it wasn't like he wasn't winning them games, but he also wasn't the cause of them losing no. games. The yeah, team, and it was the team a, overall was in a bad place. And yeah. I think Ron Rivera coming in really, like, lifts the spirits. It lifts the locker room. And I do see improvement from them. Um, I do technically have them finishing third, but tied um, with the other. They'll have a better divisional record for what I have um, them ranked at. I had, like I said, I have them at five and eleven. Um, but I do see improvement from Washington. I love the defensive line. Oh my gosh, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Ryan Kerrigan. Ugh, that's a beast of a defensive line. I would not want to go up against. Uh, but I do see them, you know, improving this this season, and I'm looking forward to watching Terry McLaurin cook. Indeed, yeah, I think they're a corner short of having a like a good defense. Uh, I guess it depends what I don't know. They have Darby Lissett safety. Um, I wonder how much much he's going to slide down and play corner. He had a rough year last year. Yeah, he um, really did. Yeah, but. You know, I could actually see this team going on the high end. I could see them going eight and eight. Yeah, they'd have to have some things go right for them. But I, I, I could see some upside. Like I said, I'm, I'm more optimistic um, about them than a lot of people. But I, I see, I see them on an upward trend. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's move on. Um, we're going to the third place team that Ben has. Um, and who is that going to be in the division, Ben? In the it's NFC East. Be... Yeah, the NFC is going to be the New York Football Giants. Here it is, Daniel seven, Jones. Yeah, seven and nine. Uh, they have a really tough schedule to start the year, I believe, especially uh, for Daniel Jones. So if you are picking a late quarterback, maybe uh, shy away from Daniel Jones in the last round, especially or last early. Rounds. What What is that? Especially early. Yeah, especially, well, he'll be on the waivers because he might struggle yeah. the first two or three games. But uh, I like the weapons around him. He's got three competent receivers. He's got Saquon. Uh, he's got Evan Ingram for six games. and then, Exactly. Uh, yeah, so. Spread out over the season, too, not six straight yeah. games. I like Daniel Jones from, like, the fourth week on, like weeks four through 13 for you. Uh, he could be a streamer. Um, defensively, not good. No, um, it's not. Not good at all. Probably the worst defense in this division. And that's with, you know, the Cowboys defense who those linebackers are really good. But outside of that, it's a little questionable. Demarcus Lawrence. They just signed Everson of, Griffin, though. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to Dallas. We'll get to yeah, Dallas. Yeah, it's, it's all front, front, uh, front seven with them. But, um, you know, the Giants, it's, it's going to be just about how Daniel Jones progresses here. He shows some flashes. Had some, like... You know, it was it was a high variance here. Like it was either way up, or it was him fumbling like three times in a game. Like you never knew. Eighteen fumbles. Exactly. Eighteen fumbles for Daniel Jones last year. And he didn't start every game, so it was like one point four per game or something. That's insane. That's uh, <laughs> obviously I think those can be fixed. Um, you can coach that out of someone, um, but I'm right there with you. I actually have them tied um technically i have them last in the division at five and eleven 
I'm tied with the Washington football team. Uh, I do like some of the pieces on offense. I, I, I think Evan Ingram is a dynamic tight end when he's out there. Uh, six games. Yeah, that's in. If he, if we can get six games out of him, that'd be a miracle. Um, he's just, he's just so frail, and you can't, you haven't been able to count on him uh, to stay healthy. Uh, they made uh, additions to the offensive line. Obviously, our OT one, Andrew Thomas. Um, I do like that pick. Uh, they do believe they lost Nate Solder. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure they lost Soldier. Uh, didn't he opt look. out? I think he did. Let me. Yeah, he did opt yeah. out. He was one of the guys that opted out. You're yeah. right. So um, that that's a little bit of a hit, although he wasn't great last year. Um, but the the offensive weapons outside of Saquon are a little questionable for me. I think um, Sterling Shepard is a great receiver. Um, I don't think he's like elite, obviously. And Darius Slayton, you know, he came on pretty big last year, but can he, you know, carry that on? And then, obviously, Golden Tate, um, he's kind of getting up there in age, so I'm still kind of questioning um, the offense. And then the defense is yikes. Um, All three of Shepard, Tate, and Slayton are competent receivers. They are Legit- competent. competent. Legitimate. Yes. They're all probably number twos Yeah. in the NFL at this point. I would. That's not bad, though. I mean, you don't have a number one, but you have like three number twos. Yeah, I, that, and that, and that could be six. good. That could be good. You got six wide two, receivers on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two times three is six. Yeah. So let's say you have a wide receiver you have one. Six times the, that, t- the wide receivers. Yeah. Well, that if you have a wide receiver one, that's three. So if you have a and then a wide receiver two is two, and then a wide receiver three is one. So, so they really technically, have a, they have a legitimate one, two, three. It's just they're all twos. Well, well, here's the thing. So, if you say you have three ones on your team, then you only have three. So that must be terrible, right? If you no, have three it's ones, the, it's the opposite. I'm talking the about inverse. Dallas then later. Have, no, maybe we have, maybe have they nine. have three. Oh, then you have nine. Okay. Yeah, three, a, a one is a three, and a three oh, okay. is a one. All right, we are turning into a terrible math podcast at the moment, but that's okay. We're gonna get back into football now. Uh, the Cowboys. So, the Cowboys have seven they got one one and three two or two twos yeah but who's the one <laughs> cooper is it we'll talk about that later as well okay so oh, no. let's let's finish uh, up on the Giants. uh like i said i'm not uh, obviously sold on the defense um they had they had a couple of signing at linebacker like blake martinez i'm not oh, i'm sold on it i sold it i sold oh, it yeah. last year at the auction i got like four bucks i spent it on like a couple raffles didn't and win, didn't win I, anything. It was, more, it was more fun than the Giants' defense. <laughs> oh yeah, um, they did sign uh, Logan Ryan. Uh, that's a bit of an upgrade. Uh, that was a uh, recent signing. Uh, weirdly enough, they cannot affect the passer. Uh, but Logan Ryan was the best pass rushing cornerback in the league last year, which is so strange to say. I found a stat. He. Uh, had five sacks last year as a cornerback, so maybe they're going to use him to try to affect the quarterback because I don't see it coming from anywhere else. Um, the defensive line is not good. It's good to stop the run, and that's about it. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams in the middle. Yeah. that's B.J. That, Hill. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're run stuffers. Um, I think that's about the you know extent of that defensive line. I don't see any you know elite peep, um, player off the edge or one who's going to really – uh, make a difference, but um, that's where I have the Giants. I have them finishing at five and eleven and last in the division. Seven and nine, I believe, in the wide receivers. I think Daniel Jones is 
solid. I I, I will I will say that I do like the upside of Daniel Jones. Uh, I give him seven and nine. I I want to make that clear because while I was talking crap on most of their team, I think Daniel Jones um, has a lot of potential. So let's move to the number two team in the NFC East. Ben, I know who it is, but who do you got? All right, so I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, this is this is awkward because I have them at ten and six, but that I made this before every single member of their team got injured. Fair enough. So we might have to back that down. Uh, I still believe in Carson Wentz, but you he's know, injured was, as well. Well, yeah, Minor. he's got a little nagging injury. Should be ready for Week One, they say. You know, it's weird. I was thinking about my like top six quarterback like for just 2020 and if you would have told me three years ago like when he was having when Carson Wentz was having that crazy season um that he wouldn't be a part of it because I was going through it and he wasn't uh I would have told you that you're crazy but that's where we are right now he's had um two up and down injury injury plague seasons since then um the weapons have been uneven um they've been evenly getting hurt though I mean Mm -hmm. there's that Right now, it's just Jalen Rager is going to be out for the first. We don't know. Probably, what are they saying now? Two to two to four. One yeah, to two four to four. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be Deshaun Jackson and JJ Arcega Whiteside, who we don't know. Like it's going to be Greg Ward, who was playing in. Uh, what was he? What was the AAF? He was playing yeah. in the AAF in like 2018 or whatever. Yeah. 2019 maybe. And so this is what we're dealing with. I mean, they're going to have to they're, – what they're going to do is is they're probably going to play two tight end sets all the time. You know, they have Ertz. They have Goddard. But God, uh, Goddard's think, been hurt too, though. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he needs to stay out of the bars. He's going to get hurt more. Yeah, for sure. He's, 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 fix, he's fixing to get sucker punched again. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, honestly, with the luck this team has, when he got sucker punched, I'm surprised he didn't, like, break his jaw and, like, have to get surgery. Well, it looked like he did in the video. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'd probably back that down to nine and seven with all the injuries they've had. Uh, I still think, um, I still think, with the two tight end sets, that's I, I think it's a big advantage to have two guys like that. Uh, you saw that kind of last year, a baby version with uh, the Vikings having Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, kind of have that. It's like an upgraded version in in Philadelphia, but. You don't have you don't have, you don't have Diggs and Thielen though you don't right, have that right. part. Yeah, no. So, nine and seven. Okay, nine and seven. I I, I hear you. I am a little less confident in Philadelphia uh, than you. I have them finishing seven and nine. Um, Whoa. I do. I, I I'm worried about the injuries. Uh, obviously, Carson has a small inj- injury. Uh, Miles Sanders also is injured. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey starting the the year on the pup. Uh, like I said, their starters are starting wide receivers Deshaun Jackson, who's what thirty five, something like that. I know he can. No, I, he's not that old. I'm he's uh, he's up there. Uh, All right, hold on. He's thirty three, so it's it's in the yeah, ballpark. Yeah, he'll so, turn thirty four this season, December first. Yeah, so he's up there. Um, I still think he's got you know some legs under him, but. Um, you know, they had the rookie Jalen Rager, who's not who's going to miss the beginning of the season. Uh, and then uh, you have the two tight ends, like you said, 
their other wide receivers, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, Greg Ward. No, nobody. Thank you. I, nobody. I, I, I did go through the roster. Yeah, well, I was saying they're, those receivers don't scare anybody. No. They, they're not, uh, you know, going to have – they also had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They lost starting left tackle Andre Dillard, and they lost starting right guard Brandon Brooks. Um, they brought back Jason Peters, who's going to move over to left tackle, um, but he was originally going to play right guard for him. And he's 37. He's still really good, though. Is he 38? Yeah, he's yeah. 38. He'll turn 39 into the season. Yeah, so he's he's getting up there. Um, so I think that's going to be, you know, um, make a big impact, especially over at left tackle. Um, if he gets some big speed rushers who can get to Wentz, um, it's going to be rough for him. And then the defense, I think the secondary is okay. Um, I th- I liked Slay, um, but they lost Malcolm Jenkins, so I'm you know I'm kind of you know worried about that secondary a little bit. Um, obviously, like their defensive line is still really good. Um, they signed Javon Hargrave, and Fletcher Cox is obviously a freaking monster. Um, fun little Fletcher Cox stat I got for you. Fletcher Cox has 161 total pressures over the last two seasons which is second only to aaron donald 161 that's, pressures that's insane yeah over two seasons according to pff wow he's on yeah he just doesn't rack up the sacks yeah it's but crazy. he's he's just so good fletcher cox is is amazing uh my my concern is is the injuries uh I, and I'm just not 100% sold, obviously, on the wide receiver. Like, I think Jalen Rager will be good eventually. Um, it's going to take a minute, though. Um, so I have them finishing 7-9. and nine. What would you have them if, if they had um, a fairly healthy camp? If the camp I, – I would have had them still finishing second in the division. They would have probably been about where you had them, uh, either 9-7, maybe to squeak out 10-6. and six. Um, I think it's gonna like. I think they're one of those teams that has just had bad luck with injuries. Um, I don't think they even if they were fully healthy. I don't think they have enough to win this division. Um, but I do, you know. I, I think these injuries are significant enough that they're not that they're going to last a little while through the season. And I, I have them going seven and nine. Well, they were just as injured or more last year, and they're supposed to get Rager back. Um, sometime in the early part of the season, they made a few additions on defense. I mean, last year they finished nine and seven. Yeah. So, and that was well. I guess we'll see if Carson Wentz is even fully healthy for the whole year. Probably, it's kind of a bad bet at this point. But well, it's hard. It's hard to also think that he can stay healthy, losing his starting right tack or starting left tackle. Um, you know, starting right guard now. You know, I, the offensive line is not as good. Uh, he's already hurt. His weapons are already hurt. Um, it's it's a lot for them to have to you know overcome to have a winning season. Um, and I think uh, the number one team in this division is the is the class of the division. So I think the number one team in this division is the number one team in the NFC. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. So we have breaking news right now. Ben is calling his shot. And he's calling the Cowboys as the best team in the NFC. Give your thoughts on it, Ben. Go off. Okay, so really, I'm just pandering to the large section of Cowboys fans in this great nation. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. Um, yeah. 
I think the I think the reason is the big addition of Andy. Du- no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, really, it's what they did in the draft. Um, you know, according to us, the experts and many other experts, because we're experts too. We are. Um, they had one of the yeah. They had one of the best drafts. Um, there should be immediate impact. They drafted the two most uh, important positions, in my opinion, outside of quarterback. Um, they got CeeDee Lamb, who somehow fell to them. He was probably my number two wide receiver. I think most people's number two wide receiver. Yes. Unless my, you're my, John Gruden. Yeah. Um, you know, they were able to get Trayvon Diggs. It'll be interesting to see um, what he's able to do in year one. Um, he's going to need to be able to perform because – um, that we're all of a sudden just cutting guys like Ha Ha Clinton Dix off this team inexplicably. Um, but you just look at, you got Amari Cooper, you got Michael Gallup, you have CeeDee Lamb as your number three. Your number three. You still have a good offensive line. It's not the 2016 or 2014 offensive line, but it's still good. Um, you got good depth of running back. I know running back doesn't matter, but. You still don't want to run into a problem like the Miami Dolphins last year where you literally have Patrick Laird. Um, so it's Yee. nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. You have Zeke and um, you have Tony Pollard. Uh, who's Tony Pollard? Yeah, he's honestly, he's underrated. He is. He really is. So even if Zeke went down, you have Tony Pollard there who could shoulder uh, pretty much all the things that Zeke could do. Honestly, you could make an argument based on the eye test last year that. You know, the multitude of carries that Zeke has shouldered over his four NFL seasons so far, um, you know, running backs wear quickly. And so you can make an argument that Tony Pollard looked better just on a carry for carry basis. But, you know, they have depth for running back. The offense is going to be elite. We haven't, even, we've talked about all like all the pieces. We haven't even talked about probably the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the league, which I don't think is debatable in Dak Prescott. Uh, he's been great. People ever, hate him ever for since. some reason. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's well, it's been like a weird. I think we talked about it before. It's like year one, he was good, especially for a like a fourth round rookie. And um, you know, people were like, "Is it the offensive line? Is it the situation? Did Zeke kind of carry him? Like, he didn't do it in the playoffs. He had some numbers, but it wasn't quite. He didn't. He got bounced in the first or the second round, his first game." And then the second year, it all kind of fell apart. And he kind of struggled. I mean, objectively speaking, uh, he struggled a little bit. He had that sophomore slump. And so everybody, it was like the worries that people had from that first year were confirmed, or at least that's what they thought. But then in his third year in 2018, he was good. Like he was back to good. He was probably better than he was his rookie year. And then last year, he was amazing. Um, Amazing might be a little bit of a hyperbole, but he was really, really good um, by the stats and also by the, you know, the, all the advanced metrics. And so you throw that together with the, the, the weapons and the offensive line, it's an offensive league. And so I just think they're going to be able to put up points. Yeah, I agree with you. Dak throwing for nearly 5,000 yards last year, 30 touchdowns, um, 8.2 yards per attempt. Uh, pretty dang good. Uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I don't think that's up for debate, as, you know, as some people think it is. I think Dak um, is definitely worth an extension that the Cowboys are working on right now. Um, what did you have the Cowboys finishing at? I had them finishing at twelve and four. We are in sync, my man. I also had them wow. finishing twelve and four. Uh, I, I think that they're gonna uh, that offense is really gonna carry them. They do have some pieces on defense as well. 
Um, the secondary is questionable, which is why we we're at the at the top of the pod questioning the release of Ha Ha Clinton uh, Clinton Dix. But they do have some pieces along the defensive line with Demarcus Lawrence, Dontari Poe. Um, they signed Everson Griffin. They have Jalen Smith, and uh, hopefully Leighton Vander Esch um, comes back uh, to his normal self. And you know the corners aren't as you know bad as you know they were last year. Obviously, they got lost Byron Byron Jones. Uh, but like you said, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs um, coming in, he's going to need. Uh, to start off on a good foot uh he does excel in press coverage was the highest graded um cornerback in press coverage last year uh so i think you know he's gonna have us have a good start to the season but i think that offense is obviously um the class of the team and they're gonna really um carry this team for much of the season i do have a, a little bit of a bold prediction uh and i don't know how you're gonna feel about it you said that they have two number twos and the number one and Amari Cooper is the number one I'm gonna argue that Michael Gallup will take over the number one spot for the Cowboys this year and he will finish with the most receiving yards I mean you could I think you can I would say I would lean that way by hair just because of of Cooper's health because you can bet on Cooper getting a little nagging injury and either missing games or just like disappearing but if Cooper's healthy on like a down per down basis, game for game, I'd still go with Cooper. But I, you're you're preaching the choir here. I love Michael Gallup. Um, I wish I would have got him in Dynasty. Was not able to Me too. do so. Me neither. Yeah, and so um, you know he's been really good. He took that big step. He got over a thousand yards. He's being slept on. People think he's gonna like. People think Ceedee Lamb's gonna like take away a huge chunk of his market share it's probably not going to happen no so gallop's too good I like the argument gallop's too good okay guys so we see the nfc east pretty similarly a um, couple of discretions uh, but for the most part uh we have the giants and the redskins finishing towards the bottom um, ben likes the eagles a little bit more than i do um, but we both agree that dougie the, p yeah dougie p yeah he's 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 all right, I guess, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Whoa. He's all right. He's all right. But we're going to uh, – we also we both think the Cowboys are the class of this division, and Ben thinks they are the class of this whole conference. So we'll see what happens, but we're going to switch gears now. We're going to go across the country all the way to the West Coast and talk about the NFC West. I'm going to start with another – not necessarily so bold prediction, but I think this is the best division in football. What do you think, Ben? I would not disagree with you, sir. All right. I'm going to well, agree with you there. Well, let's kick it off. Um, we're going to start this one off the same way we do um, the rest of our divisions. We're going to start from the bottom, go all the way to the top. Ben, who is finishing fourth in the NFC West? All right. The NFC West, the best division in football. Um, kind of tough. Save the, the best for fourth. last. Exactly. So kind of a tough division to be in, you know, your fourth place by number, not fourth place in our hearts, uh, not necessarily last in the NFC because you're in such a tough division, but you are last in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. I have them finishing seven and nine. Ooh, close. 
Close. Ooh. So do you have the Rams, sir? I do have the Rams uh, wow. finishing fourth. Uh, but let's go ahead. Why don't you, we talk about the Cardinals first? You got them going seven and nine. I have the Rams going seven and nine. Okay, um, so tied. So, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and give your reasoning as to why the Cardinals are going to finish at seven and nine? So I think people are hyping up Kyler Murray's 2019 a little bit more than it necessarily should be. You know, the, the, uh, if you just look at PFF, um, which isn't like the end all be all, but let's just look at it for a second. Um, I believe Dwayne Haskins was rated at a 67, which was not a full season. And, you know, a lot of that was based on his low turnover where he throws, but Let's take a gander at Kyler Murray, who, oh, was rated at a 64. People would have thought, based on how he did in fantasy, that he was, you know, maybe in the green. But no, he's in the yellow. If you're in the yellow, you're you're all right. You're okay. So for, you know, a first-round quarterback, that's not necessarily a death nail. But people are saying they're kind of writing it in stone, writing it in pen. They're writing it, okay? And it's they not are. pencil. No. That... Sharp is going to take that step to be elite or be really good. And it could happen. I liked, he was my favorite quarterback coming out, but it's not like a sure thing. And, you know, the defense, while we like the additions, some of the additions they've made, they locked up Buda Baker. Um, they drafted Byron Murphy a year ago, who struggled. We still have hopes. Deontay Thompson, who didn't play as much as I thought he would have when he was at Bama. Uh, he struggled a bit. Uh, they still have Chandler Jones, the GOAT. You love to see that part. Very, very much a pro Chandler Jones podcast. Love me some Chandler Jones. Very underrated. They added Isaiah Simmons to address the biggest weakness of their defense. You know, most teams don't struggle like they do to cover the tight ends. But still have Pat Pete. Play- what pat pete they still got pat pete they got pat pete but he's not going to cover tight ends oh, no, although no, no. i'll just say he played last year maybe he should cover tight ends because that Possibly. might be what the only thing he can cover now we'll see coming back from what was a ped suspension I yes believe. that's right yeah so you know if you played fantasy last year um you knew that if your tight end or tight end on the waivers was facing the cardinals it was all systems go. And so that, oh, that yeah. is the reason they got Isaiah Simmons. Um, one of the reasons, obviously, when you spend a top 10 pick on a linebacker, that's not the only reason, but um, it's definitely a big one. And so, you know, they added uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who is still a top three receiver skill-wise. You could say top, maybe top five, like firmly top five to the offense who didn't really have a number one receiver last year. You know, they thought it might be Kirk. Um, They, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's not that guy anymore. He doesn't have that explosiveness. He's not going to get open at the same rate. He's still got the same hands. He's still those hands though. Those hands. He's dropped like 14 total passes in his entire career or something. I I can look it up. It's something like that. 0% drop rate. Good. 0%. (laughs) Which you better do if you are as old and as slow as Larry Fitzgerald at this point. Right. But <laughs> I love me some Larry Fitz. He's, no, he's my guy. He's 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 amazing. 
Um, I like the Cardinals just a little bit more than you do. I had them finishing at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, So just one more win um, than the Los Angeles Rams. So what I think um, about the Cardinals, I do like their offense. The only thing I am concerned about is the offensive line. Um, They're bringing back basically the same starters. They did draft Josh Jones um, in the third, but the offensive line is still the biggest weakness. Um, Kyler was having to run a little bit more than necessary. Uh, last year but I do like the other weapons Um, I love uh, Kenyon Drake out of the backfield um, who is hampering a small injury right now Um, but he should be good to go week one but I love him he had a monster end of the year last year and I that's where I kind of see the Cardinals uh, once you kind of look at the team how the team finishes and I I saw a very strong um, Cardinals team towards the end of the year um, I love like their receivers, obviously, with Hopkins, Kirk, uh, Fitz. I even like Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler. Uh, I think they've they're got plenty of weapons over there. And I think Kyler Murray in the system uh, with Cliff Kingsbury uh, will have a, a much bigger offensive year last year. And, and Kyler Murray's touchdown rate was so small last year he was just getting close to the end zone and then he just you know it just wasn't happening I think that's going to change uh this year I think he's going to be you know get have some more work in the red zone and that that touchdown rate's going to go up to even about normal because he was below average um you know with his touchdown rate last year I, I just see like I said much more potential there and, and I, I I like them just a little bit more um than the Rams so why don't we go ahead and switch gears. Are the Rams your third team in the division? So they obviously are my third team. I have them finishing eight and eight. Um, I believe they finished eight and eight last year. I can check that real quick. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me go to the old Google. Let me type in Rams. Let me add record to that. Let me do that. Hold on. Let's Let me see, see if I can operate operate the internet here I actually went nine and seven I got that yeah. wrong so I had them taking a step back and that's what as well yeah I think that that is even considering the fact that toward the end of the season with their two tight end sets with Higby and uh who's the other Gerald guy? Everett Gerald Everett um with those two they started to run two tight end sets more they, they seem to be more efficient um, they got away from Sean McVay's bread and butter, which is that 11 personnel with three wide receivers. Um, that's probably heavily due to the fact that Brandon Cooks was pretty obviously compromised by, you know, I think he had, what did he have last year? The concussions. concussions. Yeah, the concussions. Another, yep. Another one. So yep. that's interesting that it, it affected him once he got back to the field, but he obviously was affected. They couldn't do the same things that they were doing in 2018 when they were just flying up and down the field and spreading people out with the, three borderline number one receivers um so it's almost it's like almost a nine it's like three plus three plus three but not quite i don't know if they're all like they're they're almost they're like all one and a half receivers so it's kind of like when you say that you're including van jefferson is that correct so we should talk about van so maybe he could fill the void that an injured, incapacitated, um, who's a who was their other slot guy that there was it Josh Reynolds? Yeah, that, the, that they were you know they've been trying to incorporate the last couple of years. 
Yeah, uh, he just can't really, can't really took, take off. Never really took hold. And so maybe Van Jefferson, you know, gets slotted in there and fills that void uh, that they need to have to run the 11 personnel, uh, make them more versatile. But I think if even if they don't, they still have Higby, they still have Everett. And so, you know, they could run uh, 12 personnel and still be decent. Um, they mortgaged a lot of their future to get Jalen Ramsey uh, to do a lot of the moves that they did before 2018. Uh, that they, they had all that dead money tied up with Gurley signing that contract and then cutting him two years later. Yep. So eight and eight, eight I, and eight. All right. I, like I said, I have them a little bit worse than you. I have them at seven and nine. I do have them finishing fourth in the division and I, I have a lot of the same questions you do. I'm not a fan, necessarily a huge fan of Jared Goff. Um, I think he's not a uh, quarterback who can win you games. I think he's a quarterback who can maintain games. Um, I don't think he's um, quite elite. And then they spent their first round, well, not first round, but they spent their first pick in the draft um, on running back Cam Akers, who I do like quite a bit. Um, but the running back um, room over there is, little strange with uh malcolm brown and daryl henderson there as well so we don't know who's going to get the starts and they're going to be running behind an offensive line that was terrible last year um and hasn't really got much better so that's you know also a big concern for me but like you said uh, the receivers are great uh cup robert woods and van jefferson along with higby and everett i love that as you know uh love those five uh, the defense is also, outside of Aaron Donald, um, kind of questionable for me. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is obviously very good. Um, they did bring in Leonard Floyd. I don't know how much that really moves the needle um, in the pass rush department. Um, but I can see them taking a step back. Uh, I, I see the offensive line still struggling, and I, I can see them going 7-9. and nine. Yeah, so we're really close, 7-9 and nine compared to 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, both are steps back from where they were last year. Um, you know, after being so flashy in 2018, they're kind of like just a run-of-the-mill, ho-hum kind of team. Like, it's it's a slightly above-average quarterback to maybe average, you could say. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It's it's not, you know, they went all in, and they're, they're not all the way on the back. Like, they're on the back side of the mountain. They haven't reached, like, this crater. Right. To where they will when some of the stuff you know really comes to a head but um they're definitely uh past their peak and their peak was you know january of 2019 right after that 2018 season right yeah all right man so we are down to our final two teams on these divisional previews and we're gonna get into it here so who is finishing second in the nfc west all right so I have them I have the two teams left tied at 11 and 5 but I have the Seahawks in the second spot but I think I'm going to make a little shift here okay. on the fly. I'm going to shift them live up on the pod to number 1 I think head to head. I think they can sweep the Niners which would give them the edge. You have Russell Wilson, I'll yes. take him. Yes. Yeah, I'll preach, take him above. Ben, preach. Yeah, like making the difference in those two matchups going and uh, Russell being better than Jimmy G. Uh, groundbreaking By a mile. information. Yeah, 
groundbreaking information here on the pod. Russell Wilson, better than Jimmy G. Um, the rest of the roster, yeah. yeah. Niners are better. Although, with uh, some of the injuries. We'll see. Well, with some <laughs> of the, yeah. I mean, yeah. with some of the injuries they've had, you know, Debo, you know, they say he might be ready for week one, but it's what? A foot injury? A foot fracture? Yeah. That's not what you want. And he's been injured before. He got injured in college, I believe. He did. Yeah. He's injured. So, dynamic player, but someone who relies so much on yak, kind of being a running back in, in some senses. Right. I don't like to see a broken foot. Yeah. So I don't like I don't like to see a broken foot in general. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's not something you want to look at. But I am in 100% agreement with you. I have the Niners finishing second in the division as well. I have them finishing at 9 and 7. Whoa. Um, taking a big step back. Um I still I do have that is good enough to make the playoffs in my bracket, but um they're a lower seed. Um I think Jimmy G uh will regress a little bit. Um, the receivers there, I am not confident at all, and that's not necessarily a huge part of their game because they have George Kittle, um, so and he's obviously a monster. But the receivers outside of Debo are Dante Pettis, uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, just players that uh, and Jalen Hurd's already hurt. Uh, so we also talked about the possibility of maybe Muhammad Sanu coming in. Uh, that's obviously not official or anything like that. Just that's just hearsay. May, it might happen. Um, but I don't, you know, necessarily trust that those receivers, um, the running backs are still the same. You know, the, the zone blocking scheme that Shanahan runs is great. Um, but I'm not, like I said, necessarily scared of Raheem Mostert or Tevin Coleman, um, in that backfield. Uh, and then the defense, while I do like a lot of the pieces on defense is getting like Richard Sherman's getting up there in age. Um, they did get rid of DeForest Buckner. Uh, they did bring in uh, my guy, Javon Kinlaw, who I think is going to be a beast. Um, but I see big kind of regression on offense, and I have them going 9-7. and seven. I think the defense could be even better. You think so? I think so. I mean, it's another year for Nick Bosa. D Ford wasn't healthy last year. Uh, he only played 322 snaps. Is he still um, on the know, team? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like he kind of has a history of getting hurt, but, you know, if you get the positive regression back and D Ford is able to play two thirds of the time, say, they still have Eric Armstead. Like you, like you said, they got rid of uh, DeForest Buckner, but they got Javon, Javon Kinlaw, who was your uh, defensive tackle one. Yeah. He was also graded as PFF's highest defensive tackle the last two seasons. There you go. And so, he's great. Richard Sherman has been elite the last few years without elite athleticism. And so I don't, I don't know how much he's going to lose by like, he already tore his Achilles came back and was the highest graded corner last year. I'm not sure how much he's going to be affected. I'm not saying that he's going to repeat as the number one corner, but he's still going to be a number one. And so who did they lose outside of DeForest Buckner, who they pretty much replaced. And then you got, younger guys and not to mention the fact that for half the season last year they didn't have Quan Alexander who was a big signing Fred Warner year two he was a little bit better you think uh he's so athletic I think he's going to take another step in year three um I just don't know I I think the the defense could be even better you know the defense is one of those things that can regress um, based on who you play 
Um, but just based on their true talent, I think they could be just as good or better. And then offensively, you know, I don't have them going. What did they go last year, though? They, I think they went um, – let me see real quick. What did the Niners go last year? Um, it's not, They didn't go 11-5. and five. I feel like – was it 12-4? and four? Uh, It might have been 12-4. and four. They went 13-3, and three, sir. Okay. So I had them going back two games with, with, in my opinion, having the same defense. Really, that's just on the back of – you know, not having Emmanuel Sanders and Debo possibly missing some games. We'll see. Um, but I mean, they did draft Brandon Ayuk in the first round. Yeah. And so, you know, Is Ayuk I'm hurt? just saying 11 and five. All right. Fair enough. So that leaves us here with the number one seed in the NFC West, your Seattle Seahawks. You know, the charcoal, it's in uh, high demand, low supply. It's pretty expensive. Agreed. So I don't know how much they're going to be able to cook. Um, uh, but Russell Wilson's still the second best quarterback in the league. So just based on that alone, you got year two for DK Metcalf. Still got Hot Lockett, Tyler Lockett. There's still a lot to like on the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, Love Chris Carson. He's one of my guys. Uh, been a big fan of his. Uh, love seventh round pick coming in, just dominating. Uh, love that underdog story. But I think Seattle uh, will let Russ cook a little bit more. Obviously, not to the level where we want, where he's, you know, having these big dynamic games with his arm, uh, letting him have the Patrick Mahomes treatment or anything like that. Um, but I think they're going to open up the offense. You know, Russ has said he wants, you know, to open up the offense, and I'm sure Pete Carroll's open to, you know, making some, you know, changes like that. Um, obviously, they're still going to be very run heavy. Um, but like you said, the wide receivers there are great. We are big DK. Well, I am a big DK guy. Uh, Tyler Lockett is also still a huge deep threat. Love Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett on passes of 20 or more yards downfield over the last two seasons 27 catches 899 yards 11 touchdowns crazy that's what you want want. tyler lockett is a hell of a deep threat um i do have some questions on their defense but i think the elite status of russell wilson um carries this team to a 10 and 6 record um which will be good enough to finish first in the nfc west you can answer a lot of defensive questions with Jamal Adams, though. That's true. We did not even get into it. Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams added uh, via a huge trade. Huge trade. We've talked um, about, about that. About a month ago Yep. at this point. So he shores up a secondary that, um, you know, was hurting for that kind of a talent after Earl Thomas left uh, two years ago. Right. He fills that void. Um, you know, <laughs> I kind of was saying whenever we were talking about that trade, I was like, why didn't they just keep Earl Thomas? As it turns out, people don't really like Earl Thomas. No, especially yeah, with the Ravens. They, they sure don't. Yeah, they, a lot of the the top defensive brass for the Ravens, you know, they were ready to move on apparently, which is wild when you think about what he can do. Absolutely. Sad to see, honestly. Indeed. Sad to see. So... I have a question for you. Okay. 
Hit me with it. Are you are you ready to play a game? We are. So, I am so ready to play this game. Uh, we have not hyped you guys up about the game we're about to play. Uh, we have played this game before, but we're going to close out the pod with a very fun game. Ben, go ahead and introduce what we're about to do. All right. Is it a U.S. Senator or a Seattle Seahawk? Let's do and it. And if you're wondering why we didn't play this game last pod, I don't think we had a team that started with S. That's true. And that's it's, all it it's, takes. It's, you know, once you know the alliteration is right, you're good. Yeah. I need Saint, Seahawk. Um, are there any other S that's teams? That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, two divisions a year, you're going to get, is it a Senator or is it a Seahawk? So there you go. Let's do it. Um, all right. So first up, so last time, just as a quick reminder, quick uh, flashback, you went three for four, 75%. That's pretty admirable. You have a 50-50 shot, and you got three for four. Not terrible. Not terrible. And not terrible at all, but do you think you can go four, four for four? You know, I need to step up my game. Um, if we're going to play this twice, I, you know, however often we do it, I need to come through um, and make sure I'm holding up my end of the pod here. So I'm, I'm going to try to go four for four today. Let's see what we can do. All right. All right, let's see here. Is this a senator or a Seahawk? All right. DK McNamara. No, <laughs> Love it. All right. Benjamin Cardin. Oh, God. Benjamin Cardin. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to guess that you're going to try to throw me off with this first one. So I'm going to say Senator. That is a Democrat from Maryland. All right. All right. I was confused by that. I was like, man, it's like some weird guard on the freaking practice squad or like, or <laughs> who's, who's not going to make the team. But I'm glad I got the first one right. Starting off one for one. Let's go. All right. Let's see here. I got to scroll. Am I scrolling down on the Senators or am I scrolling down on the Seahawks? Let me see here. Let me, let me find one I like. You got to, here's the key. You got to get the right names yes. or else it doesn't work. Right. Let me see here. All right. I, I've landed on one. All right. Is this a Senator or a Seahawk? Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson. I I'm going to go ahead and say this is a Seahawk. I've heard the name. I've heard that one before. Luckily, I'm not I'm not going to get fooled by this one. Colby Parkinson is a Seahawk. Oh, he is. He's a tight end. Let's go. He's 21. I think he was a I don't even know. Is he a draft pick or an undrafted? What what's your story, Colby? Let's find I don't out. know, but he's 21. He's probably this got to be his first year. I don't know. I've never heard of you, but you're a Seahawk. Absolutely, two for two, by the way. Two for two. All right, I got another one for you. Let's go. All right, is played it at a Stanford. Senator? Played at Stanford. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. All right. Is it a senator or a Seahawk? Chad Wheeler. Oh man, that that's a that's a rough one. Any Chads could be senators for sure. So this one is up in the air for me. 
I'm going to go opposite of what I'm thinking. I'm going to guess that Chad Wheeler is a Seahawk. Oh, he is. All He's right. an offensive tackle, 26 Love from USC. It. Love Six, it. 6'7", way too tall to be a senator. You love to see it. You know, oh. I took a took a shot in the dark there, came through. But, you know, when you hear the name Chad, you just imagine a guy in a suit with a bad smile, like cheesy smile. Dang it. You almost had me on that one. Dang it. All right. All right. I'm I, coming up on my it, side. I have to get this dang, one right. you're three for three so far. Three for three. I got I to gotta finish strong here. Let's oh, see what we got. I, that means if you go four for four, that means I lose. All right. Here it is. The All moment right, of truth. Yeah, is it a senator or a Seahawk? Eli Menser. Oof. Eli Menser. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, this one's tough. <laughs> I could see this being so many different people. <laughs> well, it can be two. It can be one well, of two. I know. Well, I'm just saying, it, like, that's such, like, a weird, strange name. You, I can see you in your mind. You're going through the states. You're like, I oh, am. man, Eli, is that a is that a Tennessee name? He like, sounds like that? he's from, like, North Dakota or something like that. Sure, sure. Uh, Eli Menser. Eli Menser. How do you spell the last name? Um, Let me see here. M-E-N-C-E-R. Menser. Eli Menser is a Seahawk. Oh no, he's a no, he's an edge. He's an edge. Yes. I don't know if he's undrafted or what. He's on the IR though. Looks like he's on the IR. Oh, you're throwing IR players at me now. <laughs> oh, I dude. Let me tell I'll you take what. It. There's hey. not a lot of. I don't know. Some of these, like I can't throw like. I'm not just going to throw quandary digs at you. Like I can't, Oh, absolutely. I don't know. There's no, no quandary digs in the damn Senate. That was, no, that honestly was the perfect one. I That was a shot-in-the-dark guess once again. Um, oh. Luck is on my side tonight. I go four for four, defeating Ben in Seahawk or Senator. And I'm, you know, just take my crown and uh, walk away now. Hold on. You love to can see you, it. Can you go for? Can, I I got a. Can you go five for five? You got one. Okay, this is a bonus round. It is a bonus. This All is right. now. Now so, I'm playing. Okay, I'm so trying to get you out. <laughs> this is the this is the bonus round, and if Ben loses, he has to admit how good Brian Edwards is. No, I, that's not what's happening here. You know that I I feel like that should be a that's a fair trade for the bonus round right here. All right, let me see here. All right. All right. All right. I got one. Okay. All right. Is it a senator or a Seahawk? Gavin Heslop. <laughs> what? Heslop. <laughs> H E L or H E S L O P. Oh my God. Gavin He. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. I got it. You know. I gotta take a moment just to breathe, okay. and, and I gotta focus in. Gavin Hellslop. No, Hesslop. Hesslop. Hellslop. Before L, except after E. Hellslop. Hellslop. <laughs> All right, um, Mr. Hesslop. Yeah. Is a Seahawk. 
No! Why do you keep doing <laughs> yes. this? You're cheating. Yes. You're doing something. My hands are I don't right. know what you're doing. You've seen my hands. I've not looked at my phone. Uh, he's a Seahawk. Yeah. He's a corner. I don't know. He, there's no way. He's from Stony Brook. There's no way he was drafted. No, not 2020, at all. 2020, he's, 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 uh, they don't even have an, he's so unknown. They don't even have an age for him. It's 0.0. All the other guys have ages. He's the only guy here that doesn't have an age. He's, they don't even have. He's the only unborn Seahawk. <laughs> well, that's not true. Patrick Carr is also unborn. Oh, okay. The running back, Patrick. Love Anyways. So, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and give Ben the floor now. And he's going to let you know that Brian Edwards is about to kill the 2020 season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Go ahead and get at it, Ben. Oh, man. This is not what I expected to do here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll uh, love to see it. Uh, you know what? Brian Edwards will be the greatest number three option on a mediocre offense that you've ever number seen. Number three. Be- yeah, behind Jacobs and Waller, but he will be the number one receiver because I guess I don't know. Even, uh, no, I don't. I, I don't like this. I love it. This is this is yeah. this is great for me. I'm just uh, yeah, I didn't say actually that. admit anything though. I this really is great just for me. didn't even didn't even admit anything. I I you know I kept my integrity as a doubter as a hater. Yeah, but right. haters gonna hate. And winners about to celebrate, and that's what I'm doing over oh. here on this side of the pod. Uh, five for five. What the hell? You you know you love to see it. You love to see Brian Edwards succeed, and you love to see me succeed. And it's it's all love over here. We're gonna do. We're doing great stuff. We have some more fun stuff coming for you guys. We got some more games like this um, coming up. Um, so we're gonna be doing season the get week one previews next time. And we also have um, some more fun stuff like this last game and w- some more stuff going for you for the whole season. Um, well, you know, all, all I'm going to yeah. say is is that both of us love drafts. We really do. I'm just um, saying. I, I don't get prepared. I don't know if that matters. I don't know if that it matters to y'all. Probably doesn't. Probably does. But we enjoy drafts. We really do. Mm-hmm. And so with that, Ben, do you have any final words besides that we love drafts? Yeah, so if you're listening right now uh, and you enjoyed it, you made it to this point, uh, give us a share or pass it on in some way. Uh, I believe, are we on, we're on Apple, right? We are on Apple Podcasts, Google, yeah. Google Podcasts, Spotify, so you, anywhere so that, you get your podcasts. Yeah, so the listeners could rate and review, right? They sure can. We've got a couple of five stars, a um, couple of comments on there. We love to see it. We'd love and appreciate you guys to do that more. Exactly. So this podcast is free, uh, no charge. But if you made it this far and we've given you an hour of Senator or Seahawk, yes. then you just leave a either leave a leave a review or leave a rating, give a share, tell a friend, phone oh, yes. a friend. Do 50-50, ask the crowd. Make it happen. Do all the things. All right, anyways. Oh, we and we appreciate all you guys listening, especially if you made it this far in the episode. Um, so we will be back with you guys very soon, and we are out of here on the Split the Uprights podcast.